cherries feel almost synonymous with life up north. Traverse City is considered the cherry capital of the world, and Michigan is the largest producer of tart cherries in the U.S. But growing them is getting trickier. Erratic weather is one of the problems. One challenge, there needs to be enough rain to avoid a drought, but too much rain all at once can damage the fruit. That happened this year. I'm gonna walk over here and show you. This is a cherry that's been cracked by the rain, too much moisture. That's cherry farmer, Sarah Halstead. She says the water is pulled up through the roots and soaked directly through the cherry's skin. And those split cherries are hard to sell. We had only an inch, but it was over nine hours. And my understanding is that that made a big difference. A lot of farmers lost a lot of fruit. This is Points North, a show about the land, water, and inhabitants of the Upper Great Lakes. I'm Morgan Springer. The tart cherry harvest is projected to be low this year, a third of what farmers would typically get in northwest lower Michigan. Jack Gray owns and operates Gray's Fruit Farm in Benzonia. He had some problems with rain, but erratic spring temperatures really pummeled his cherries. The weather got too warm. Oh, at the end of March, 1st of April, it was 70-some degrees. And then it went right back down into the winter temperatures. And a lot of our damage is a result of that dip. And now we're in the same straits we were last year. Uh, we got a poor crop. We're just getting through it, and that's what we're doing. What are your plans for this season? Like, how are you coping? We're harvesting what we have, and the prices are... Again, pretty high, but it isn't going to make up the difference in the losses in the fields. It's been a struggle. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. You grew up on the farm. I understand that you bought it from your mom in the 70s and took over the business. Was business good for tart cherries and cherries in general in northern Michigan when you started out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was a record year in 1979. That's uh, That was sort of the golden year. We had cherries and nobody else did. Do you mean your farm or or Michigan had cherries and nobody else did? Well, this this area, this area here had cherries, but the crop was way down that year in other areas. It gave us a big boost. I lucked out. And then fast forward from the 70s to the more recent decades, do you feel like you've seen your luck change? Well, I was I just noticed that our our yield has dropped like 2,000 pounds an acre, and that's over a 10-year period compared to 10 years before. And I think that the weather has played a significant role in that. We had a crop failure in 2012. Last year was nothing to write home about. And then in between there, we had uh, import problems with pricing. We couldn't get nothing for the cherries that we did have. The cherry industry is going to have to figure this out a little bit. So it sounds like there's a number of things going on. There's challenges with the tart cherry market and pricing cherries. And then there's this issue with changing weather, which includes erratic spring weather and heavier and heavier rainfall. Scientists will say, you know, this is this is climate change. This is a result of climate change. It's an example of how the climate crisis is already hurting businesses. Do you see it that way? Oh, absolutely. I think that uh, we're looking at planting fruit that's more hardy, and cherries is probably, in this area here, might not be the one. Agriculture's been sort of like that. 
they got good years and they got bad years and in between years you you got to be an optimist in order to be in this business i can tell you that right now yeah and is that how you keep your spirits up well you have to because you'd be totally depressed uh, <laughs> uh most of the time i think farming is in your blood i don't care what kind of farming you do to me it makes me it, it's fun you look back at your life and it's just a how did I ever get here where I'm at, you know? And it's just a lot of things and a lot of luck and a lot of things have to fall in place. Well, yeah, so if someone came to you and said, look, I, I really want to grow cherries in Benzie County, what would you tell them? Well, I think that, uh, I think you'd be much better off raising marijuana or anything right now. I, I there is There are people that would like to get into the, cherry business but you really have to find a market for them and uh, they're a perishable crop it isn't like you can just bam I'm going to raise cherries does that mean considering you know growing other varieties besides the typical variety that cherry growers grow which is Montmorency cherries or maybe another fruit entirely oh I was thinking of another fruit entirely you were yeah wow because we're limited here. We can't go to row crops. A lot of this ground cannot go to row crops because it's highly erodible. Yeah, I I don't know. They're probably going to be another 30 years is going to be a bunch of houses. I betcha. I betcha. I'm struck, Jack, by, you know, you've seen things get tougher over the past decade specifically, but it sounds like you also really love your life. Is that fair? Oh, I I would say yes. I'm happy with everything. It's just, what's going to happen here? Things are going to change. You know, I was told that this farm started off as a berry farm, and then it was a dairy farm. And of course, that waned off, and oh, they planted a few orchards out here, and then uh, then that's been pretty much orchards ever since. So it there's change. There always is. What's today is probably not going to be tomorrow. So that's just the way it is. Jack Gray owns and operates Gray's Fruit Farm in Benzie County. And Jack's not sure farming has a future in northern Michigan. But if it does, he says the industry's got to change. Up in Northport, a couple of first-generation farmers are experimenting with that. Sarah and Phil Halstead, you heard from Sarah at the top, they used to sell their sweet cherry crop to wholesalers, who would then sell to customers. But they saw the writing on the wall and decided to make some big changes. Reporter Dan Wanchura has the story. Phil Halstead says their business was upside down. The cost of growing and harvesting sweet cherries was higher than what they were making. What's the definition of someone who is psychotic? They keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result. Um, I've heard that many, many times, and I applied it to us. It's like, we can't keep doing this. So a year ago, they changed up their whole model. One of the first things we decided to do was basically we didn't need as much volume for wholesale, so we had to restrict our volume. That meant pulling up about 3,000 existing cherry trees, roughly a third of their crop. That hurt because we just planted them, and they were right in their prime. But cherry trees need pruning, fertilization, and other treatments. That's really expensive. Also expensive, bringing in huge teams of pickers to harvest the fruit to sell to wholesalers. 
So the Halsteads decided to focus more exclusively on a you-pick model. Now thousands of customers can come to their farm and pick their own cherries to take home with them. They also offer a direct shipping option. Another way the Halsteads are adapting is by diversifying their crop. You look at these trees over here, these are Cavaliers. Cavaliers got hammered by the frost this year. So you see how kind of small they are and they start splitting. But if you look over to the right, you look at the summits, they are plentiful. Growing more varieties of sweet cherries is a way of hedging against unpredictable weather. Different trees bloom at different times. So a late frost might wipe out one variety, but another that blooms later might not be as affected. So we're, we're going to put your buckets in here. Okay. We're washing in between every customer. It's cool. And then come on around here. Overall, the Halsteads are moving a smaller volume than before, but the profit margin is greater. They say if this works, it could help cherry farming make more business sense in northern Michigan. Despite losing about 50% of their crop this year, Phil says things are looking up. This year, I think we can hit the black, which would be awesome. If they do, it'll be their first year ever making a profit. For Points North, I'm Dan Wanshura. And that's it for Points North this week. Catch up on past episodes at pointsnorthradio.org. I'm Morgan Springer. Have a great weekend.